0: As entrepreneurs, we all wanna make a huge difference and we're working so hard, running so hard, creating tremendous value for our clients, our prospective clients, our strategic partners, our teammates, You know, fill the day is just going, going, going. But there can be one really big challenge, our family. Nobody gets out of life unscarred and there's no shortage of challenges among family members of entrepreneurs. And I wanted to, I had the privilege of being introduced to a really remarkable young uh, uh, entrepreneur, a fellow entrepreneur just like yourself, who's gone down a journey and path of being a very successful entrepreneur, but not without some bumps in the road. Being raised in one of the most affluent areas in the country and I'm going to let him tell the story, but did not go the way that uh, his parents and certainly most of us would want him to do. And one of the things I loved when I met Bradley was that he's dedicated his life to helping others, you know, fellow entrepreneurs like you and I, bring our families along with what we're doing and help them make smart decisions about their life. This is something, if you've got kids, if you've got family members, you've got people you care about, you do not want to miss this because your productivity, when you go home and life intrudes and stuff happens, it's a major, major challenge and it takes the joy out of what we're doing. I'm John Bowen. We are at AESnation.com, it's all about accelerating your success. Can't think of a more important subject than our families and having them hugely successful. Stay tuned, you don't wanna miss this.
1: Ordinary success?
0: No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESnation.com. Bradley, I want to uh, really thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is a subject area that uh, as soon as I met you, I go, I want to feature you in some of our publications. Uh, this is, I, I don't have kids, but I have enough friends with kids that have offered me rent own programs, and I, I have not done any, or at least to own but, uh, you, know, thank you first of all.
1: yeah, you're you're quite welcome, and and I appreciate the introduction. I, I also appreciate your diplomacy in saying uh, bumps in the journey." Yeah, uh, <laughs> that <They're- laughs> it was, was very kind. Uh, so for me, I, I grew up in one of the most affluent uh, counties in the country, like John said. and and despite having a uh, family and parents that were really engaged and focused in empowering and supporting me, I started using drugs at 11 years old. And because, like many of you, I'm an entrepreneur with every fiber of my being, so I also started selling drugs at 11 years old. And my lack of self-esteem and lack of confidence and and self-loathing in a lot of ways uh, came out of uh, my experiences at a very young age, uh, many of which I've been able to pinpoint back uh, to my relationship with my parents and the community that I grew up in. And so now I've, I've chosen to, through my own recovery process, decided to start helping people instead of hurting people. Because at 26, I was on my knees with a gun to my own head, ready to take my own life. Uh, and uh, not long after that, I uh, was facing three years in prison for shooting a gun out the window in Baltimore City, Maryland. And all this from a you know, little blue-eyed, brown-haired boy uh, growing up in, in Howard County, Maryland. Uh, no, it's,
0: it's a... Uh You know, when we we first met, uh, you know, uh, you shared that story and it was like there's so many other kids and entrepreneurs and I'm in a number of mastermind groups, Bradley. And and it's just one of the things, uh, you know, actually, I want to give a a shout out to uh, Kevin Thompson, who introduced us, who's, you know, an unbelievable uh, matcher. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And uh, Kevin you know, wrote me an email and said, John, you got to meet this guy. And, you know, for your, you know, members and audience, uh, this is such an important subject. And this is one, yeah, you know, most people don't talk about or when they talk about it, when we're at a CEO group or a mastermind group, you know, it's at the bar and drinks and, you know, how are things going? And, you know, really when, you know, the, the spouse or the kids, things aren't working, uh, nothing else really matters. And so, Bradley, this is uh, something that, you know, I mean, and there's a huge amount of credibility <laughs> that you've done it. So, you, you, you know, and particularly sharing it with fellow entrepreneurs and their kids, it can really make a difference. But let's go kind of uh, some of the entrepreneurial lessons, because I know you're, you're getting a lot of traction in what you're doing and building. And it's something that is so important. Uh, you, one of the things, you know, I'm in Silicon Valley, so we always talk about pivoting, but you talk about adopting and pivoting. And, you know, when I, I think of the life uh, lessons learned as a fellow entrepreneur, tell me what you mean by that.
1: So when I speak about pivoting and adapting and to preface this, a lot of the things that I do and one of the reasons in just two short years since I started the business, you know, I've spoken all over the world. I've worked with. You know, Inc. 50 founders, uh, Fortune 10 executives, and even a royal family in the Middle East, which to me is still mind blowing. But the reason so many of these, especially the business folks, are connecting with what I'm doing is I very often speak in parallels to business, and and so that parallel in business with family makes it easier and more relatable for folks to understand that work in that world. You know, especially entrepreneurs. So that being said, to pivot and adapt. If you look at 300 years ago, if someone had came to you and said, you know what? As an entrepreneur, you need to have a business plan. Keep in mind you're the only mason or blacksmith or cobbler in your whole community. You're gonna look at that person like they're crazy. Fast forward, now if you don't have some form of business plan, people are gonna look at you like you're crazy. The market's changed, the economies changed, this idea of a global economy, lower barriers to entry, all these things have changed the need to be very intentional and have a plan. And what we've proposed here at Rich Legacy is the idea that family has become no different. You know, 50 or 100 years ago, you might not needed a business plan or as we call it, a family plan for your family because you had a tribe of people that were supporting you and raising your children. There was more of a respect for work-life balance and what that looked like in the culture not to mention you didn't have the internet trying to undermine every value and life skill and (laughs) important characteristics and character traits you want to instill in your children at every second of the day uh, through whether it's social media or just the filth that's on online so times have changed and so to pivot and adapt and start looking at your family with a similar lens and say what are my goals? What are my missions? What is my mission? What are the vision? What are the values? What are the goals for my family? And it's just incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of the things that we see, Bradley, the uh, we do a lot of work with the family offices and the super rich people with 500 million or more of net worth. And what we've found is many of them are doing this. They have a kind of family governance. They bring their group together create you know, mission, value statements, and really get the, the family involved. And you know, I'd be the last one to say that that solves every problem. But it certainly goes a long way toward opening the communication. And by doing that, you know, the, in today's world, so many people feel so alienated. And you know, particularly if your parents are really successful, they're high profile in the community or maybe globally, You know, that can make such a big difference. And, you know, so often some of us who aren't in that super rich category, you know, we really have the same challenges, but we don't have the same resources. And that's where I got excited about what you're doing, you know, and coming together. And, you know, one of the things when we were talking about this, you know, we talked about, you know, the process of assessment action and accountability so it's it's one thing okay we're going to get together everybody together oftentimes we're going to bring somebody in to facilitate this meeting because you know if it's you know it's it's much like the ceo shouldn't lead the meetings um you know because you know the dominant position well the same in the family whoever the leader of the family shouldn't really do it you want to facilitate and make sure everybody's heard but how do you use this you know, process you have the assessment action and accountability to to, to kind of make all this come together?
1: Well, just like in business, those three elements are critical. But for us, what we've seen in families is the idea of trying to put a plan into place when we don't have a clear understanding of where the family is, is, uh, is a waste of everyone's time. And we know that's the most precious commodity we're working with when we're working with these high performing and affluent families. So we're really specific around what are the unique needs of the family? Uh, in terms of their relationships or their communication or the leadership styles, the personality types within the family. All these sort of variables that very quickly determine how we're going to put together a plan, which would be the action component, uh, that they're going to get really clear on what those goals are. You know, a big thing that we're going to look at that you're probably not going to find in the traditional uh, family office setting where they might do mission, vision, values are going to be really life skills specific goal setting. So what is the, the character trader life skill you're gonna work on as an individual or as a family for this quarter? You know, maybe mindfulness, maybe exercise, maybe nutrition, uh, communication, whatever it may be. But if you choose just one of these each quarter, over time they really begin to add up and, and start to shape and, and sculpt and mold some some really impressive young people that are empowered to to take on and, and cope with the inherent pressures that exist in these families, because you're actually twice as likely to struggle from depression or anxiety as, a, as an adolescent if you're in an affluent family, which to me is just mind-blowing, right? It's absolutely mind, mind-blowing that that's the case.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing, you know, we think of with the affluence, you know, that's gonna solve problems, but my experience is whatever challenges you have, the more money you pour in, it's kind of like gasoline on fire. Absolutely. I, I got to tell you, Bradley, one of the things that jumps out, uh, and I've been in some of those meetings and and I've had this conversation with my fellow entrepreneurs, and I'm saying you know, should bring everybody together. And as I'm saying that, I can see the moment of panic <laughs> that, no, I don't want to do that. And when, I want to p- highlight one of the things you said is, you know, this one meeting isn't going to solve everything. Thing. You know, yeah. this is just part of the journey. And, you know, you, you mentioned working on one thing at a time. You can pick some easy things to get momentum going. But h- how do you overcome that? Because, I mean, you know, I, I've sat with enough entrepreneurs at bars and family stuff come up and I, and I share what, you know, the family offices are doing. And they go, oh, that's good for them. OK, let's have another drink.
1: Sure. Uh, well, you know, it brings up a, a good point, too, is, is the accountability piece, because it's, it's easy to move family down the list in terms of importance. And it's just a natural thing that virtually, uh, not everyone, but almost everyone does, because there's this feeling that family will always be there. But kids, they grow up, and that relationship is very much solidified before they leave the home, if not sooner. Uh, so there's this fleeting moment in, in time and you really have to uh, put some meaningful effort to this and, and and change that dynamic. So when it comes to motivating people, though, you know, another thing that we've talked about, John, is this concept of easy, hard, hard, easy. And when I was in a, a wilderness treatment program, I spent three months in the, in the woods. It's the best thing I ever did to uh, save my life as far as I'm concerned. One of the things I learned from one of the, the guides there was this concept of easy, hard, hard, easy. He said, you know what? You can, you can not take care of your feet while you're out here hiking all the time. You know, we were doing five to 10 miles a day with you know, full packs. If you don't take care of your feet, because you know, let's face it, it's a little more difficult to bend down there and do all that. You're tired, you know, keep your feet dry, all these things. It's gonna be really hard in the long run because you're gonna get blisters. You're going to get sore and then every one of those miles is going to hurt like hell he said, or you can take hard, easy, take that little bit of extra time and effort to take care of your feet. So those miles are easier, right? Easy, hard, hard, easy, same thing with families. You know, you can put this off as long as you want, but I can't tell you the number of, the number of times I've heard, and this still makes me emotional is, you know, not my kid you know, this is great, these sort of scary statistics, the idea that the adolescent suicide rate is quadrupled since 1950. Oh, not my kid. Well, you know, one, one in five kids have considered suicide in the last 12 months. That's something to pay attention to. And when I'm speaking to a room full of 100 people, that means a lot of people in that room are, are, are just not being honest with themselves. And it's hard because emotion is the enemy of logic. So if that doesn't motivate people to take action, then they're probably not right for working with us. We're interested in, in taking people that yeah, might be on the fence a little bit. But if you're not ready to put in the work and, and take the time and energy it takes to really uh, help shape and guide your family in a direction that's going to help keep them out of rehab and off your couch, uh, you know, it's it's just not a right fit for us.
0: Yeah. And, and I and I see this over and over again when I was a financial advisor uh i i had the privilege of working with very you know a whole bunch of successful families and and i gotta tell you you know the number of families that were touched by attempted suicide i don't think i had any i can't remember any clients where the child was successful in suicide and so often you know for me it was like a shock that these are some of the greatest parents i mean I, you know I, my favorite clients i loved getting together with them and you know the, the, to tell me this because it did have some impact on their financial affairs and you know trying to recover and you know i, I always think of a uh, i mentioned it uh in a, rec- a podcast the other day a very famous book by one of the top consultants of the world and it was a strategy of the uh, the title of the book, and this is a guy who made millions and millions of dollars, and it, and the title of the book was The strategy of uh, a fat smoker, and I you know he's got all these brilliant books, and then this book, and I've always bought all his books, so I bought it, and it wasn't a successful book title I think was it, but it was really about him, and he made millions, you know, sharing all this great advice and. He ended up having a major heart attack, almost didn't live, and it was because he was fat and he smoked and he did all the things. It's not that he didn't know what he needed to do, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you with us, Brad, is, you know, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're that fat smoker. I mean, we're, you know, we're just marching right along, you know, the kids, they kind of look good, you know, they're growing up, you know, (laughs) you know, we haven't had the, 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 the police haven't showed up in a while, you know, all of those things. And then all of a sudden the heart attack to the family happens. And, you know, how do we prevent that? You know, the, I know we can quit smoking, you know, we can start exercising more, great nutrition. But, you know, the, the kids aren't that easy to do that.
1: Uh, you know, it's it's a challenge right i mean the work the work that i i get to do is is not always easy you know every family is different uh every kid is different it depends on how old they are it depends on where the parents are in their journey to success if if you just need a simple justification though for taking action around something like this if you can't find it in your heart to see uh the value of of improving your relationships with your family and and improving the trajectory of, of your children and your family as a whole. You can tie it back to, you know, financial gain if you want to. Because I can tell you right now that when you reduce stress at home, you, especially in employees, if you look at employees, I'm starting to work with uh, some companies in conversations now we haven't implemented anything yet around training their employees around reducing stress at home. because the reduction in sick days and turnover, you name it, all comes down to family stress. I mean, think about any one of you, the last time one of your employees was having some issues at home. Maybe they were struggling with a divorce or their kid wasn't wasn't doing well or whatever it may be, how that impacted their performance at work. And entrepreneurs who all think they're invincible are no different. And the amount of stress that is usually inherent in an entrepreneurial family is extremely high. You combine that with the natural stress in an affluent family, because even if you aren't the, you have to go to Harvard and get straight A's and be perfect and do eight million different things to be a, a child that is, is worthy of love and appreciation. Society, by nature, if you come from money and resources, expect you to be great at everything, and so the children internalize that and have this huge weight to bear, uh, you know, throughout their entire life that they often struggle to deal with.
0: Well, and I, I think one of the things you know, I love that easy, hard, hard, easy. I hadn't heard that before, and it's just such a natural. I, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, one individual who went through hell with their kids, and uh, one daughter in particular. And I just, I mean, the forget the emotional, the lack of productivity that you just talked about. I'm gonna guess they spent somewhere around four hundred thousand dollars on various rehab programs along the way. And really if we include all of the hard costs for getting the emotional part, you know, it was millions of dollars. And I, I can you know, as I'm going through as we're talking, uh brother, I didn't prepare for this part, you know, to name names or anything, but I'm just going over and over and over and over and this is where, you know, we can deal with it now or we can deal with it later. I'm thinking of the old commercial with uh Oil filters or air filters for uh, cars, you could pay me now or pay me later. And, you know, with the ones a few dollars, the other is repair, you know, replace the engine. And, you know, and it's it's not as easy as that with families. And because of that, we tend to put it off uh, and put it off, put it off. I mean, when should we start on this?
1: The sooner, the better. I mean, you can think of it as insurance, and 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 very astutely said, John. You know, four hundred thousand dollars is is not an unheard of number by any stretch when it comes to treatment. Uh, treatment, especially good treatment, is extremely expensive, and uh, it doesn't always take the first time. It's a it's a very long journey. Yeah, it goes back to a, that old simple saying of an ounce of prevention, worth a pound of cure. And, and this couldn't be more fitting for this scenario. So there is a sweet spot in my experience between eight and 13, that is where the child is has become aware of how their actions uh, impact those around them and kind of what their place is and role is in the world and, and where that relationship becomes really critical. Uh, that if you focus a lot of energy during that time, like we do father son retreat specific, for eight to ten and eleven to thirteen-year-olds, because of that very fact. Because if you can shape uh, that concept of personal development and self-love and self-esteem and, and uh, you know goal setting and all these kind of things at that age, while simultaneously ensuring that the relationship uh, with the parent is strong, you know that that sets the trajectory for the rest of the life in such a meaningful and powerful way before they become teenagers and it's possible but but much more challenging at that point they
0: kind of start disowning you at certain ages along the way here
1: it's 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 really madness and this goes back to you know adapt and pivot and how things have changed because historically when you became a man or woman you were essentially turned over to the rest of the tribe and the other elders to help you become independent to help you become an adult we don't have that anymore so we're, we're, if anything, more siloed and disconnected than ever. You know, if somebody talks to someone else's kid or tries to tell them how to do something or not do something, very often there's an argument or don't talk to my kid like that. But there's a huge benefit to that because now you're having kids who are trying to become adults and become independent, but they're trying to learn that from the parents that they are dependent on. And it just creates this vicious cycle and this back and forth that is just you know, toxic and unhealthy and exhausting for everyone.
0: Well, I, I, I can't forget. Uh, there was a time uh, I was in this is several years ago, but I was in a uh, mastermind group. There's about 50 of us you know, pretty successful or very successful CEOs. And we got discussing this with, with uh, the uh, chair or the leader of the meeting, you know, brought it up and kind of asked how many of us in the room you know, had some of these challenges you know, this was back when you didn't you know you couldn't pick up the smartphone you couldn't get access to all these different things you didn't feel as alienated because you didn't you know you're usually you were almost always involved somewhat in the community and i, I want to say about three-fourths of the hands went up I, I mean i was i've been blessed i had great parents i lived in a small town uh, entrepreneurial family and uh uh, you know, great relatives. It was one of those family businesses. For the most part, it worked for a long time, at least through my uh, early childhood. And you know, but I just we went around the room and started sharing stories, mm. and it, it was kind of heartbreaking. And when I and I think about that, I'm 62. Probably the average age was right around mine, maybe a little younger. In today's world, the fast pace with all the things going on, it, you know, it's it's a wonder that any of us aren't you know totally dysfunctional. And then again, as you shoot in money and access and, you know, and as you said, I mean, this is the, one of the craziest things because you're a rich kid. It's assumed that you're more talented, which, you know, there's not a high correlation with the. Uh, you know because you're coming from an affluent family that you, you you certainly have some advantages but it's not
1: necessarily the genetic uh, kind type thing sure and you know there's there's things that come from getting almost everything that you want and the impulsiveness the the greatest the greatest sort of trajectory that i've seen uh, that's the most beneficial is for uh, when the kids are young the entrepreneur is still struggling and then they make make their big break long about right when the kids go to college and then they've still developed that work ethic and that grit and that resilience because resilience to me is the number one thing you can teach your child and it's it's oftentimes hard to teach within an affluent environment but if you can teach your kids those things and then all of a sudden you have the resources when they hit college to support them in exploring all these things and the connections that go with having money. Uh, that that seems to be the the, the magic recipe, which you know, you, you can't you can't necessarily create that. So you work with what you have. Uh, and, and we don't ask a whole ton for our clients in, in order for them to see success. I mean, we're big on doing an annual family retreat which we help facilitate, or just doing a, a quarterly one-on one with each kid, even if it's just a few hours of dedicated time uninterrupted, right, where you're really focused and engaged in something you put on the calendar, plan ahead for. And we build in the, the life skills element. So what are the logistics? Depending on how old they are, you know, how are we going to get there? What's the budget? What are we going to eat? What are we going to do? Okay, surprise, we've just cut the budget by 20%. How are we going to pivot and adapt and do something differently here? Or how much would it cost? Or how many hours would it take at minimum wage to be able to have an experience like this? What are the taxes on something like this? And it just evolves as they get older. And it's you know, that's not asking a whole lot of folks, but it makes a world of difference. It'll save you that four hundred thousand to, you know, several million dollars and ensure a strong relationship that you're gonna have with your kid for the rest of your life. To me, that's a small investment.
0: Well, and I think, you know, what so many entrepreneurs kind of go the other way. Bradley, where they say, you know, geez, I'm I'm making all this money. I'm going to protect my child from all that, you know, the learn lessons we as entrepreneurs, you know, we're out there in the marketplace, you know, we're getting hit over the head by two by fours. We're becoming very resilient. They don't have to be. You know, it's very easy with money to insulate people and our children. And, you know, we want to give them every advantage. Well, you know, it's we set them up for failure and, you know, I want to go into kind of, you know, how do we get our kids, you know, it's one thing for us to want all to do this. How do we get the kids to take ownership of this process as well and really want to play a role in it?
1: So it it starts small. Uh, I'll go through this, this quickly. You know, we have five principles at Rich Legacy that, that most everything we do centers around in some way, shape or form. The first one is connection. Uh, That being said, it's similar to a sales process, right? If you don't have connection, trust and rapport with a prospect, you're not getting anywhere in that sales process. Same with the kid. You know, you've got to do that one-on-one at one one time. You've got to to start listening in a more meaningful way, asking better questions and nurture that relationship in a way where you can then move into our second principle, which is understanding. You know, seek first to understand and then to be understood goes a really long way with any human relationship, but especially with kids. Uh, the third one is balancing and looking for those opportunities to uh, give options and collaborate that ties into exactly what you're asking of of getting some ownership right if it's my idea get out of my way i'm going to make it happen if it's your idea i'll get around to it you know kids are no different so how do you get more creative and get that buy-in from them and then influencing is the next principle and it's about that leadership piece you know how are you inspiring your kids and your family to take action versus making a command. Uh, and a lot of that is role modeling uh, and also this this idea of ownership and balancing and getting them to buy in and be part of the process. And then empowering is, is to, to go to your point, John, is, is all about letting them fail. You know, we use the analogy of a bicycle. You know, think about all the things you learn from learning how to ride a bike. You learn that you can fall down and get back up again. You learn that if you go too fast around that corner, that you're gonna fall and it's gonna hurt. So you learn boundaries. You learn the independence and freedom of being able to just hop on that thing and go. And you learn all these things. But if you never get a chance to ride that bike, if your parents never take the training wheels off the back, if they never let go of the back of that bike seat, you know, you know, you see a 40 year old man riding down the road and their mom's hanging on to the back of that bike seat to keep them upright. You're going to be concerned. But that's essentially what's happening with with kids these days. And it's 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 understandable the fear that is instilled in our media and and, you know, everywhere that you turn that something horrible is going to happen. Yeah, it's understandable.
0: Well, I do still have that scar on my knee from my first bike ride without a training wheel. So. Uh... But I lived. And yeah, you know it's it's so funny going out and uh, you know really going through this process and'm I'm, I'm big on leading you know a life so that we're successful on purpose. and and this is why I wanted to have you on, Bradley, is it's so often as entrepreneurs, you know, we build these great businesses. you know everybody looks around like, wow, how successful they are. And then you look back to see if your family's still there. they're not. You know the spouse isn't there, the kids aren't there. You know um, all that you were building the business for everyone else. Uh, you know it, it just it's we don't want that to happen, and and that really really makes a difference. Um, Bradley, let me uh, let's go to uh, you know the concept of resources. I'm going to pull up your website, and why don't you tell us a little bit about you know your business and what's on the website and how somebody could reach out. Uh, to uh, explore this further and see whether you're, you know, the right ones to help their family address these issues.
1: Sure. And, and to speak to the website, like any any good entrepreneur, I'm constantly pivoting and adapting. So the website's always a little bit behind what's actually going on. But that's that's part of the fun of, of being an entrepreneur, especially in more of a blue ocean uh, environment. But uh, yeah, so we're all about helping entrepreneurs to empower their kids, you know, to really deepen their connection and relationship, improve their communication, uh, improve their goal setting, really get everyone on the same page and do it in a way that's relatable for the entrepreneur, as well as fun for the kids and for the spouse. And we do that through private family retreats. We do it through father-son retreats, father-daughter retreats are in the works. Uh, and then we also do private family coaching to help increase that accountability for folks uh, after they've done a private family retreat or a father-son retreat to just continue on that journey. Because again, it's easy to move this down the list in terms of the priorities, despite you know knowing in your gut and in your heart how important it is.
0: Well, and one of the things that uh, really came out for me, and you know, seeing families that actually have been proactive on this. Is it's you know, there's a difference between quantity and quality. You know, the, spending some time sitting on the TV watching a baseball game with your son or you know, uh, a soccer match maybe with your daughter, you know, not a very high. And you know, creating some of these events where they're driving it. I mean, the response I'm hearing from my fellow entrepreneurs coming back, and you know, it doesn't take that much to no. really move the needle a lot.
1: No, No. and that's, you know, I love that you brought that up because, you know, so many entrepreneurs I work with, they get genuinely excited about that because they love their business. They're passionate about it. It, it. It's a huge part of what moves them, right? They love momentum. And when it comes to this family stuff, like I said, we're talking about five, five events a year, depending on how many kids you have, we'll call it 10, right? to take that quality time is way more important than quantity. I mean, they've even done studies that support that quality of time is more important than quantity when it comes to kids. And every entrepreneur I say that to is like, really, can you, can you, tell, can you tell my wife that? Can you, tell, can you tell my husband that? Please, like please tell them that. So it's, uh, it's amazing how much you can accomplish and, and do and, and how quickly you can start to see changes just by, by taking some of these steps.
0: Well, and I've I've had the opportunity uh, with uh, you know some of the guys that I've worked with where they're they're they worked with family, you know, uh, groups like yours, uh, Bradley, and they've you know taken their they've done these events with kids, and I'm meeting the kids after, and they're talking about how they changed their lives, and you know they're really taking ownership, and you know and it's I, I'll tell you it, it's really amazing just as a bystander watching this and seeing a difference. But let me uh, go to kind of key takeaways. There's so many lessons. I'm going to just go, you know, I love the easy, hard, hard, easy. You know, if nothing else from this, I want to motivate you to take action, you know, whether it's Bradley's firm or somebody else, or you decide you're going to try to do it on your own, which I'm going to recommend really strongly not to do it, even though everyone is entrepreneurs, we're tough, you know, and we, we can make it happen. But having somebody provide a little frame, framework and guidance, this can change the world. There's nothing more <laughs> powerful than coming home to an extremely happy family after a challenging day at the office. And, you know, nothing's going to happen immediately, but you can put it on the path. You can avoid the half a million dollars in rehab fees. You can, you know, not have to visit any jails along the way. You know, there, there's so many things. And what happens is it's going to make a huge difference. Uh, In everybody's life, you know, so take the assessment, you know, the action, hold everybody accountable. Make sure that there is that ownership on the child side. You're you want to work with people who can help and really professionally facilitate this. Uh, Bradley, I want to thank you again. This has been phenomenal. Well done. And, you know, wish you the best of continued success. Uh, also, for everyone, AESNation.com will have uh, Bradley's uh, links if you want to reach out and connect with him, as well as the website, the whole transcript of everything, and all the show notes. Remember, you know, I always end these on your clients, your future clients, and your strategic partners. They're counting on you. Don't let them down. I should be adding the family. You should be, too. This is the most important part. This is... You know, the people we, whenever we survey entrepreneurs, we ask them why they're doing what they're doing. It's not about the money. It's the people they love, the causes they care about, and making a difference in the world in that order. Let's take care of the people we love. We wish you all the best.
1: Exceptional, remarkable breakthrough. AESnation.com.